Hello, and welcome to Her Mighty Surrender. This is Therese Picola. Maybe some of you have been wondering where I've been. I know I've um, not posted a podcast for a couple of weeks. Um, I was preparing for Lent. I was um, slowing things down, um, just trying to pray and to, and to settle down a little bit and remove some things, some obstacles that were keeping me from coming into this season um, with the right heart and mindset. So now that I've done that, um, I am back and I've missed all of you. Um, today's, um, podcast is going to be a little different. First of all, I normally, I don't really, um, write a lot of notes for my podcast just to be completely transparent. Um, but in this case, I do have a lot of important information to cover. So um, I'm going to follow um, an outline, which which generally I wouldn't normally do, but I really want to um, pack in some important information because today's topic is actually going to be on um, what we can do once we have opened the doors to evil. Now, this could be um, ourselves, or this could be someone, a loved one, or maybe even someone we don't know very well, but we suspect something might be going on with them. Um, So a little disclaimer is um, the information that I've learned about this has come through my experience with working with my priest and the psychotherapist that's on the team for exorcisms. So during my time of possession, a lot of this was information and knowledge that I've gained from them, as well as some priests who I continue to receive counsel from about particular matters. So um, this is just a probably a very small bit of a very large amount of information to share. And there's a lot of resources out there, but I wanted to share from my experience some practical information that might be helpful to you. Um, um, The most important thing I want people to walk away with today is to not be fearful um, because God is always in control. We just need to give him that control. Um, So before we go any further, let's go ahead and pray. Um, it's important, um, especially on topics like this, that we really bring um, bring our prayers to the Lord. In the name of the Father, and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, united with your mystical body, the Church, and in union with all the choirs of angels in heaven, we gather to praise, adore, and glorify you. Before time, you existed co-eternal with the Father and the Holy Spirit. Through you, all things were created the seraphim, cherubim, thrones, dominions, virtues, powers, principalities, archangels, and angels. The cosmos and all it contains was created by the Father through you and in the Holy Spirit. Nothing would exist without you, and nothing remains in being without you. You alone have dominion over every created thing. To you then, our Lord and Master, we raise our voices in prayer and supplication. Watch over us and keep us safe in your care. By your power over all things, render deaf, dumb, blind, and utterly impotent any and all evil spirits who would seek to harm us. By the power of your most precious blood, purify and sanctify us, this podcast, and all who hear it. Grant that the words, thoughts, ideas, and movements of our hearts shared in this program may glorify you, the one true God, and help us grow in virtue and holiness. Heavenly Father, your boundless, relentless love for us is made manifest in the incarnation of Jesus, your Son. 
Through him you have expiated our sins and claimed us as your own. Please hear and grant our prayers offered to you through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, as I had said, we are going to talk about some practical things that we can do. Um, excuse me, um, if doors have been opened to evil. And maybe you're not struggling with oppression, obsession, or possession, but what if a loved one you um, have in your life has opened the door to the evil one? You're not helpless in this situation. So these are some thoughts and suggestions that, um, that I've put together. So firstly, most importantly, is your loved one living a sacramental life? So that um, most importantly, are they, um, are they going to Sunday Mass? Are they um, going to confession? Um, if they're not going to Mass regularly, um, maybe, maybe you could offer or encourage them to go, you could offer for them to come with you or for you to attend with them um, so that they don't feel, um, you know, like they're alone in this. Um, you know, sometimes when we're dealing with something, it's like we we feel like everybody else around us knows that we might be dealing with a situation and we try to like shelter in place, so to speak. So how can you help them um, um, stay in a state of grace and encourage them to remain that way? Um, if they're not going to confession, I would definitely encourage them to receive the sacrament of reconciliation because this is more powerful than an exorcism. Um, I know it's like kind of shocking to hear that because you think this exorcisms are so like, you know, there's so much involved and it's so, and, 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 you know, you're kind of fighting with the evil one, but realistically, um, reconciliation is a sacrament and exorcism is not. So there is power behind a good confession. So um, for all of us, whether we are dealing with anything severe or not, um, just going to confession and kind of cleaning the slate is really just getting rid of all that excess junk that that we're holding on to. Um, Very powerful. Um, Another thing is, is you could, if you can find a priest locally who is knowledgeable, knowledgeable um, about spiritual warfare, not just knowledgeable, but also comfortable discussing it. Um, if this person that you know who's ha- struggling or if you're struggling, um, maybe you can encourage them to visit this priest. Um, and here's, I, I want to note something here because this is really important. I hate that I have to say this, but um, the reality is that there are some priests who do not like to discuss hell or they may even be vague about their belief in it. So this could be potentially damaging uh, to someone who is who is dealing with an affliction. If you're uncertain where that priest stands, I would suggest erring on the side of caution, um, just because it, it it could do more damage than good. If the priest basically says, "Oh, that's crazy," you know, um, you know, there's no such thing as demons or whatever, I, and I'm saying this through personal experience. Um, so, um, so just keep that in mind. Also, if you think that the case is more severe, um, if this, if it's a serious situation, I would certainly suggest that you reach out to your diocese and get them in touch with an exorcist priest. Um, there should be one in the diocese 
I do understand that not every diocese has an exorcist priest, unfortunately, but maybe they could then guide you to some um, another diocese or someone close by who does um, deal with spiritual warfare in that way. Um, so now there's a good possibility that these first two suggestions won't be possible. This could be maybe something that you can't have a conversation with someone about um, or just doesn't, you know, the, the situation doesn't arise where you can have um, encourage them to do these things. Um, but don't give up. <laughs> this, is, this is where we have to be, you know, more steadfast. And so um, keep in mind that we are all the body of Christ. So we're called to intercede for one another. And so here are some ways that we can intercede for those who are spiritually afflicted. Now, again, this is not just include, this is not just talking about ourselves. This is also um, that intercession for someone else who may be in need and um, that you might not be able to have like um, an in-depth conversation with. Um, so first and foremost, um, outside of the sacraments and, and bringing it to the Lord, ask for Mary's intercession. Um, if you don't know this already, we know that the evil one hates the Blessed Mother. So um, there, are, there are prayers that are very powerful. The rosary, for instance, praying the rosary on behalf of someone who is afflicted, it's basically like giving the evil one a good beating. So the rosary, very, very powerful. The Magnificat, because this is a prayer in Luke's gospel that reinforces Mary's role as a, our highly exalted mother and defender of, um, the, the defender of us against demons. So um, again, another powerful prayer. The Memorare, this, this prayer is intercessory. So we honor Jesus by honoring his mother and asking for her assistance. And, you know, this more than annoys the evil one. So, <laughs> and I could just tell you that um, during my sessions, the the demons would be very irritable to the point of irrational whenever father would um, invoke the Blessed Mother or ask the, um, the prayer team to pray um, to her specifically when there was a situation where maybe I would have like blurted out her name or something and then then he would immediately go to prayer and it would cause them to scream and whine and and you know just cower and and just you know all kinds of craziness um they they just are terrified of the blessed mother um so it is it's like giving them a good beating when we say these prayers so so that's first and foremost i would say ask for mary's intercession um, she is our mother and we should go to her just as we would go to our mother when we're in need of something. Um, she is our mother in heaven. So, of course, there's, there is a, a power to that against the evil one. Another thing is fasting. I think that many people think that, um, is fasting, that fasting is something they do for themselves, but certainly we can fast for others. Even scripture tells us of the importance of fasting to drive out evil spirits. In Matthew 21, 17, it says, but this kind is not cast out by prayer, but by prayer and fasting. So um, when I was going through my sessions, the uh, our exorcist priest had told me that I needed to increase not only my prayer life, but my fasting. And he also told my husband that he needed to do the same for me. Um, you know, the evil one despises when we are hum when we humble ourselves and offer sacrifices in union with Jesus. 
So it's, pow- it's a powerful and fruitful act of faith and charity. The evil one is very proud and arrogant, and, but he has little power against a humble heart. And fasting brings us to that, um, that humbleness. So don't think that you, your fasting is being wasted. And, um, and really the combination of prayer and fasting together is so important. So, so, you know, we should be joyfully fasting as much as we can. Um, I know it's not easy to do. I, I, I say that, but I'm, I'm a miserable faster sometimes too, but, um, but as much as we can. Um, another thing is sacramentals. So if you've followed me at all on social media, you probably have heard me talk a lot about, um, using exercise salts, water, and oil. Um, I would say that a priest who is, um, familiar with the Tridentine rite can perform the proper exorcism and blessing, which, um, are not found in the new rites. So, so if you do not have exercised salt or water or oil, you can um, seek out a priest um, in that who, who does the traditional Latin mass um, who can do that for you. In fact, every year on the Epiphany, um, the water and salt is blessed. They do the traditional Roman ritual. Um, and so there's a particular way that, that these, these articles are blessed that's important in order for them to actually be exercised. Um, I can't express enough how powerful these sacramentals are. Um, just to give you an idea, during my sessions, and I remember this because I remember the taste of it, um, I would have to drink exercised oil that had um, salt sprinkled into it. Um, and then basically would do a chaser of holy water because it would be so terrible. Um, but you can't imagine the drama that this caused the demons. They hate it and they would, um, they would force me to spit. They would choke me, um, so that I couldn't swallow. They would tighten, um, my lips closed so that father couldn't get the, um, the oil inside of my mouth, um, and then at that point, he would have to kind of command, you know, command, I command you to stop. And, and, um, and they would have to then release, basically release my mouth so that I could open it. You know, God has gifted us with so many things to help armor ourselves. And we need to become better acquainted with sacramentals and use them regularly, both on ourselves and our loved ones. Um, this is really important. And um, I don't think people talk about it enough. I don't think we even hear this enough from many of our priests. So here's some ideas. Um, uh, bless yourself and your family members often with holy water. So for us, we kept, um, when the kids were younger, we kept a holy water font by the front door. And I have friends who've done this. In fact, I learned this from one of my friends. Um you keep it by the front door and when the kids are um, leaving the house, you bless them because um, remember that's God's armor and they need it when they step out into this crazy world. So you're blessing them on their way out into the world. You know, our home is that sanctuary when we send them out, you know, we don't know what could happen. So, so we bless them as they leave the home and you bless yourself as you leave the home. Um, (laughs) I, um, I actually keep holy water now in a spray bottle. Um, I know that sounds a little silly, but um, so for the next thing I'm going to say of blessing your home and your property once a month, having a spray bottle comes in very handy because you can really spray the whole space instead of just kind of dripping it along. Um, Just little cheap 
cheap little spray bottle. Um, I got that idea from one of my sessions when father shocked me um, at one point when he sprayed me in the face with a bottle of holy water. <laughs> so um, I was like, okay, well, well, the evil one really hated that. So it's this is a great idea. I'm going to keep one in my house now. Um, so yeah, so so bless your home and your property once a month if you can with blessed water and salt. So there are numerous prayers that you can pray while doing so, but make sure you walk the perimeter of your property, bless all your doors and windows. Um, the idea here is to make your home a sanctuary. And if you're concerned about a loved one who does not live in your home, encourage them to do the same. And if they don't, maybe you could do that um, discreetly when you enter into their home. Um, also a note with this is if you're traveling, um, a lot of people don't think of this, but if you're traveling and you're staying in a hotel room, bless that room that you stay in. This is especially important as hotel rooms can be a place of sinful activity. Um, you don't know what was happening there prior to, to your visit. So bless that space. Um, when I was afflicted also, I was told to sprinkle um, a little bit of blessed salt in the laundry. So I've continued to do that even today. Um, you know, the thing is we don't know who and what we come into contact with in the, like outside of our home. I know this sounds like it could be like paranoia, but remember that the evil one hates us and he will harass us in very deceptive ways. Um, and we could come across something that um, just something icky. I don't I don't even know how else to describe it, like brush across someone or sit sit close to someone who just makes us uncomfortable. Um, yeah, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing crazy about throwing a little bit of salt into that into that tub in the in the washer. Um, also, um, carry a little container of blessed salt with you. Um, I already carry the holy water, but I started also carrying, um, um, sorry, carrying the blessed salt with me so that if I eat out somewhere, um, that I sprinkle that blessed salt in my food in the restaurant. And again, you want to ask a trusted priest to exercise some blessed water using the old rite, um, so that you know that that's exercise salt that you can use, um, you don't know who's preparing your food, what their intentions might be. I've heard stories of people cursing food in restaurants. Um, hopefully that doesn't happen very often, but we just don't know. Um, also, I would say take the liberty to add blessed salt and oil to your food at home, especially if you may be dealing with someone in the house who's being attacked by the evil one. So um, this is important. If you suspect something, the again, armoring ourselves. This, this is not like magic tricks and things of that nature. These are sacramentals that the church has given us and we should be using them more often. Okay. Um, also uh, a couple more, uh, the St. Benedict medal. We keep a St. Benedict medal. It's inside the crucifix over our doorway. We also have them buried in the four corners of our, um, house um, we were advised to do that actually by a priest some time ago. And then, um, you know, it's mainly at your entryway and it's just a, another, another sacramental that's used kind of just letting the evil one know that you're not going to put up with him, um, and that you're protecting yourself and that, that St. Benedict is the barrier there, um, 
you know, between the outside and the inside. Um, also scapular, um, it's interesting. I was never able to wear one. I never, I always complained about it. It's itchy. It's, it's, you know, it's too hot. Um, it doesn't, my clothes don't fit with it properly. Um, when I first started going to my sessions, the priest asked me if I wore one and I said, no. So he said, well, I want you to start wearing one. And, um, I initially, it was like, almost like it was choking me. Um, but I forced, I forced myself to keep it on even during my sessions and I have not taken it off since then. And there have been times where I've actually, I don't know how to describe it, but I've actually felt, I've, I've felt it there. I've felt like the sensation of it there, like a, like as if it's like, working for me in a sense. Um, so very important. It's, it's the, again, a promise, um, you know, the blessed mother, um, has, has given us. So, so these, uh, these sacramentals are, are just, um, there, there's so many other things, right. Um, and we could, we could kind of just keep naming different things. Um, earlier though, I mentioned that, um, making our home a sanctuary is important. Um, incorporating holy artwork and articles into your decor. In fact, I one of my Tea Time podcasts that I had recently spoke about creating beauty and um, holy spaces in our home. Um, one way we could do that is um, you could set up an altar or a room or a little nook that's dedicated to prayer. I know when COVID first started, um, we created like a, a little mini chapel in our home and have kept it because it it's just, um, it's a great place. It's a reminder to us. Um, it's a place where even the kids will go to sit in, in quiet. Um, it's just, it's a good reminder to stop and and bring God into our lives. Um, take a, a, a quiet moment, read a book there, even even if you're not praying, just spending that, that time of quiet and reflection. Um, and you don't have to make it, it doesn't have to be a shrine. I mean, although my kids say to me all the time, it looks like a shrine in our house. I don't think it does, but maybe to them it does. Um, but as others enter your home, they should know that you are Catholic because our faith is not meant to be hidden. In fact, the evil one is hoping you will hide it because this makes his job easier. Think about it, out of sight, out of mind. So as you pass through the rooms of your home, there should be a reminder of who you are. So whether it's a simple crucifix or a statue um, of the saints, artwork on the walls, whatever, whatever those sacramentals might be, you should be bringing your faith alive around you. And this is really important, if, especially when you have young children, because it helps them foster the faith in the home. It makes it, um, it, it brings it to life in their daily world. Instead of just go, when you go to church and you see those things, it's part, it's an extension of that in the home. Um, and the home, again, being their safe place, being, um, being their sanctuary, this is where you want to promote those things so that it doesn't seem weird or abnormal so that as they grow older, it's, it's not uncomfortable for them to continue that when they step outside of the home. Other important things um, to keep in mind, remove objects from your home that may have evil attachments to them. So when I was going through my sessions, I found out that there were some cursed items in my home, which was revealed to me, thankfully. Um, I didn't even realize it. So here are some things to consider if you're not sure. Um, books about new age, occult, murder, just evil themes to them, get rid of them. Just get rid of them. 
They're not, don't give them away, throw them away. They're not good use of your reading time and those curiosities can open doors. Okay, it seems very simple. You could very easily like dismiss it, but we have to remember that the evil one is much smarter and way more deceptive than we are. So we don't want to go up against that. Don't leave any space for that. So get rid of those things crystals, um, a Ouija board, tarot cards, zodiac signs or pictures with those things, all linked to the occult. Throw them in the fire pit, sprinkle holy water on them, burn them, bury the ashes, get them out. Um, heirlooms that may be attached to Freemasonry or witchcraft, um, same as above, burn them and bury. Um, something to keep in mind that um, if an object can't be burnt and buried, then you need to smash it, you know, destroy it, and then place those remains into a lake, a stream, a river, or an ocean. That's the other way you can discard of them. We don't want anyone else to have them. We don't want to leave them open um, for any other um, potential evil use. Um, if there was any item given to you by someone of questionable nature, same thing. You don't know that person. If you don't know that person well and you don't know their intentions, it's better to discard it. Um, don't have people who practice occult activities into your home, especially people who practice witchcraft. Um, even if those people might say they practice so-called white magic, not good. We don't need them entering our space and, and creating something there that's going to be hostile. Um, another important thing is being mindful of what your children are watching on the internet, what they're doing on social media. Um, I cannot stress enough how the internet is a major portal for evil. Think about it just from the perspective of pornography, okay, or sexual predators. Um, pornography is the, the, and I've said this before, and I'll remind those who, who are questioning their thoughts about pornography, the spirits attached to pornography are some of the highest demons and they are very difficult to get rid of. So, and of course the evil one knows this and the lure of, of having that at your fingertips through the internet has become very um, hard to fight with our youth as well as with, with adults. So, um, you know, pornography, sexual predators who are out there looking to, to prey on young children, occult type things, um, Really, the internet is a black hole of, of information. So your computers, your TVs, as many of you probably know, keep them in open spaces. Um, telephone, you know, your, your telephones. We don't even call them telephones anymore. Your cell phones. Um, your cell phones. Adults and children. Okay? This is not just towards children. Adults too. Your cell phone does not need to be by the side of your bed. Okay? Put it across the room or leave it in a separate room, or shut it off altogether. And the temptations for some people are too great. So there has to be a time where we shut off. So, and I had to learn this myself. I, I, I'm saying this through personal experience. I'm not pointing the finger at anyone else but myself here. I had to learn that I had to disconnect. And because I was getting myself into trouble in many different ways by just staying attached to my phone all the time. So we need to disconnect and we need to remove those temptations. Okay, so 
putting them away, leaving them in another room. Um, just be mindful of that. And don't think because you are doing everything right that you are not susceptible, okay? Armor yourself. Again, these are put on the armor of Christ. These are all things that we can utilize. This is given to us through the church. God has has given us so many powerful things to help protect ourselves and to grow in faith so we need to be more comfortable with using them um, another thing I uh, that I didn't mention is also um, blessed candles um, someone had said to me I said what do we do with blessed candles you know everyone says blessed candles because of three days of darkness and all that but blessed candles um, what's beautiful about them is when you burn them in the home it's like it's like they're cleaning the air. They're cleaning the, the air of your home. It's like just another way to um, to remove like anything like icky that doesn't belong there. Um, so so that's another thing that you can utilize. Um, there's there's so many more, and 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 we can open that discussion um, even on on social media to to other ideas. I'm sure other people have used um, different tools as well. And but these are just some of some of the ways that you can protect yourself and help others. Um, I just I would just um, as your I guess as your homework would say to you to pray over this to look at areas of your life where maybe you could incorporate some of these things um also to look at the people around you um and is there something that makes you uncomfortable about someone or is there something that a struggle that you see occurring in someone that you can pass some of this information on to them you could share some of this or you could pray for them you could offer some of these um these ways of, of helping, um, fight the evil one with them. Um, they, if they have an oppression or, um, you know, worse, of course, a a possession, you can't take that away for them. They, they have to do that themselves. They have to be the ones to acknowledge it and then go, um, and, and go to, to, um, have deliverance prayers or, or, more depending on what the situation is but you can encourage them and you can pray that the holy spirit opens their hearts to be able to see that this might be happening in their life so um i think that's a good a a good um point to leave off on and i know this is a lot of information it can be a little bit overwhelming it can be seem a little bit you know uh, a little bit out there if you're not comfortable with some of these things um but again these are just ways that we can um incorporate, um, into our daily life, um, to better protect ourselves. It's, it's a crazy world. I don't think I have to like say that to anybody. I think you all know. Um, I offer a lot of, um, different posts with prayers, prayers of protection, prayers for our property. Um, and I'll continue to do that. But if there's something specifically that you're looking for, um, I would say first, if you're on Twitter, you can flip through my Twitter page. There are some prayers posted on there previously, or if you're not sure, um, please reach out to me. And if I don't have an answer for you, I will certainly, um, um, find someone who can answer the question or, or, or at least send you in the right direction for, for that. Um, one thing I do want to, um, just, just to end with also is keep in mind that when you are praying, when you are praying, um, against the evil one, you're on the offensive. So you have to expect that there might be retaliation. Um, it's just the nature, it's the nature of it. Um, and all I want to say to that is God only allows the evil one 
like the evil one can't do any more than what God allows. Let's put it that way. So it is scary. Um, it's the unknown. We don't really understand the spiritual world and it's scary. I mean, I mean, Satan is scary. Um, but God is so much bigger than him. God can squash him with his finger. I mean, he is nothing. Um, so we have to, um, when we feel that we're being, um, retaliated against, there's, there's different things we can say. Um, just simply saying the name of Jesus, um, you know, um, just repeating it, Jesus, 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 and just, um, invoking his name. Um, Jesus, I trust in you. Um, you know, also, um, you know, by the power of your most precious blood, Jesus, I ask you to please um, protect me against any evil, um, you know, the evil spirit of, of you know, uh, pornography, for instance, or whatever it may be. Um, also, getting in the habit of saying, I renounce, reject, repudiate, um, well, really, you need to say, in, in Jesus' name, because you're always invoking Jesus, you're not doing it yourself. So in Jesus' name, I renounce, reject, repudiate the spirit of suicide, for instance. I send it to the foot of, foot of your cross, Jesus, for you to take, to take care of. Um, always giving it back to him. Um, you know, again, asking the saints for intercession, asking the Blessed Mother. These are all ways that we can... Um, that we can work against that retaliation of the evil one. Um, and don't be afraid. Don't be afraid because, because God is bigger. If you are living in a state of grace, there is nothing to fear because God, God is with you. If you are not in a state of grace, the only thing you should fear is being separated from God. So get yourself to confession, put yourself back in the state of grace and you're good. Um, but don't be afraid, you know, um, the, the evil one wants to deceive us, to make us live, to, to force us to live in that fear, to think that there's no way, um, no way out of things, to think that, that God has abandoned us, to, to think that, um, you know, once, once we've fallen, that, that we can't pick ourselves back up with God's graces. So, um, don't let, don't let the evil one allow you to dis- despair or to fear. Um, always go back to the Lord, run back to him, cling to him, ask him to hide you. I many times will say, um, Jesus, um, hide me in your wounds. Keep me safe from the evil one. Um, you know, go to him, ask him for that. Um, cover yourself with his precious blood. Um, that's, that's how we, we reject the evil one and reject any retaliation of the evil one. So that I know I'm continuing to go on. I'm sorry. There's just so much information I want to share here, but, um, that being said, I'm going to go ahead and stop because this is, this is getting long. It's a lot and I don't want to overwhelm you. So, um, maybe we do a follow-up, um, to this once we get some questions, but in the meantime, let's just end with a prayer in the name of the father and the son and the Holy spirit. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Goodbye, friends.